had I had two two studies I was been working on, didn't know which one, and I you know, Lord to lead me to what needs to be be said and pray that God give me the words words of wisdom and and ability to uh, speak. <clears throat> but here in the book of Hebrews, chapter two, beginning with verse one, he said, Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, least at any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and obedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord, and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him? Go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, for this uh, message here, Lord. You laid on my heart, and Lord, Father, that you give me the ability to preach it. But Lord, we pray, Father, you'll bless each and every one that's here this evening, dear God, and those that may be listening. Father, that they be blessed, and Lord, that you use your word to convict. And, and Father, we just give all praise and glory to you, and we thank you, Father, for this day. We thank you for your love, and we thank you for what you're about to do this evening. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. But here in the book of Hebrews, chapter 2, beginning with verse 1, it said, Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. You know, the word heed, you know, I sit there thinking, it's like, pay attention. You know, God, He's got a plan. You know, we got all the answers here in the Word of God that He reveals to us. And He says, the, give the more earnest heed to the things. And the, we need to pay attention. You know, sometimes we get, we've been saved a long time or uh, been saved a long time and we have our routines of doing things. And sometimes we kind of start to slack off. And here in verse, uh, verse 2, it said, For if the word spoken by angels... Was steadfast, or steadfast, every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward. How should we escape if we neglect so great salvation? You know, the word salvation, you know, as I preached in the, before, you know, it's important to us. You know, salvation is of the Lord. It's, I mean, it's totally of the Lord. But he, he says here, he, for a reason, he says here, take earnest the heed and to pay attention. But at least at any time that we should let them slip. Sometimes I think, you know, do I study all the time? Do I read all the time? There's times I don't feel like reading. There's times I'm not a fan of reading. Never was. But I had to make time. I, you know, how much do we give to the Lord? You know, we talk about, you know, tithes, you know, 10% or whatever you make. But, but do we give 10% of what we do for the Lord? Do we share? Do we get into the Word of God? Do we share the Word of God with others? Take heed. So we need to take the more earnest heed to the things that we have heard. We need earnestly hold on to the truth of God's Word. We need to focus on prayer. We need to focus on study. Meditate on God's Word. You know, today, the world's churches, I call world churches, worldly churches or whatever, they don't want to stick to the truth. They are eventually starting to compromise with the Word of God. And a lot of times, you know, I, I'll share the Word of God with somebody, especially at work, 
And uh, especially this one gentleman I work with, you know, and he'll ask me, what kind of Bible? I said, well, I'm just King James Version. He said, well, I can't understand. That's why I got NIV or all these other perverted versions, because it's easier to understand. But it takes away, they take away from the Word of God. They add to the Word of God. And uh, I I told him, I said, you know, I'm a King James Version. I always will be until the Lord takes me out of here. And uh, and. And that's what the world is going to. That's what the devil is wanting to do. He wants to destroy this world. He wants to destroy each individual. He wants you to take away. He wants you to add to the word. And he wants to destroy families. I mean, you see so much divorce and stuff that's going on today. I mean, it's just like a, a two people get married and they go, well, if it don't work out, we'll just get a divorce and it'll be over with. I mean, it's just, it's just the world is just a mess. It is a mess. People are trying to broaden the path to heaven. They're trying to find a different way. Um, we can turn over to the book of John, if you would, familiar portion of Scripture. Uh, book of John, chapter 14, and verse 6, familiar portion of Scripture. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. He says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You know, the word definite article, the, the word the is definite. And uh, that is the way. Jesus Christ is the only way. He's the only way to the truth. He's the only way to life, eternal life. And no one can come unto the Father but by Him. But they accuse, you know, a lot of people, they'll... they'll they want to argue with the Word of God. You know, sometimes, you know, they want to question you on the Word of God about, you know, they're trying to prove a point or they're trying to run you down the ground about God's Word. A lot of times, I like I always tell, you know, like you hear Brother Van says, show me. Show me from God's Word where I'm wrong. I've had people come up at and and, and usually nine times out of ten, they just turn around and walk off because they, they, they ain't got no proof. But anyway, I'm kind of getting off uh, my subject a little bit. Um, it's interesting what what people are willing uh, many times to acknowledge that Jesus is a you know is a prophet. He is uh, a great teacher, but they don't believe the things he said. You know, every time you you hear where God speaks, they question his word. They question what he's got to say. If you turn over to the book of Proverbs, chapter one. Proverbs chapter, uh, I'm sorry, Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3, beginning with verse 1. It says here, My son, forget not my law, but let thy heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life, and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy of and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not unto thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thy, ha- thy own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. 
It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the firstfruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, correcteth, even as a father the son in whom he delighteth. Many are happy is the man that findeth wisdom and the man that getteth understanding. When I, when I read this, I think about you know what, exactly what it says here. He says here in verse 3, Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy necks. Write them up on the table of thine heart. Thou shalt find, so shalt find, thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. But here in verse 5, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, and lean not unto thy own understanding. How many times do we think about today, you know, uh, always ask God to help me through the day or to give me understanding. Anytime I get into the Word of God, that's the first thing I do. I pray, ask God, open, open the, uh, open the, when I read, open up a portion of your Word and reveal it to me what you want me to understand. You know, it's so important that we got to depend upon God. You know, and I think about in time past when I was out, when I was out of the will of the Lord. You know, it's easy to to neglect the salvation. You know, I think about times when I'm out. You know, I've left this church, not proud of it, and uh, I had people praying for me. My sister-in-law was praying for me. We had a Thanksgiving thing. She said, "Y'all need to be in church." You know, and I, I was to the point, I, I didn't want to have nothing to do with God. I didn't want to have nothing to do with church. I didn't want to have nothing to do with anything. And uh, not proud of it. But you know, God gets your attention one way or the other. And He's going to deal with me. He's not going to let that slide by, what I did. And uh, he, uh, he got my attention quick. You know, I, I went through a lot of tough times. And... Uh, I remember uh, I ended up getting sick. God put me in the hospital for three days for infection. And uh, Brother Vance found out about it, I guess. He came up and visited. I ain't seen him in a long time. Kind of shocked me, you know. And we talked. And then other things, you know, and I thought, I'm not coming. And my wife told me, she said, you know we belong in church. Why are we fighting it? God's going to get your attention. You know, I just kept refusing. I said, well, you can go to church all you want, but I'm not going. I'm not coming back. I'm, I, I have nothing to do with it. I'm done. But God just keeps on. He chasing those that he loves. He chasing those that he loves. And finally, he just finally broke the straw, you know. He, he finally got me back in, in, in church, and I was, I was glad to be back. I'm thankful. I'm thankful he brought me back. It's all of him. All of him. But he says here, My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. Have you had your parents straighten you out when you get out of line? You know, I know y'all know my dad. You think he's sweet. 
I didn't think it was sweet, especially when I was out of hand. And my dad, trying to tell the story on him, but my dad, he would never say a word. If something I did wrong, I thought I got by with it. I tore up stuff. I broke stuff. Swept it under the rug, you know. Kind of like, he ain't going to find out. He, he might go a week. And then one day he'll he'd come out and he's like, I saw what you did. I said, no, you didn't. You know what? I don't even know what you're talking about. And I said, they're lying to him. Until he pulled that belt out. And, and, I mean, he just catched me when I wasn't even suspecting it. And that's what God does. He's going to deal with me for what I just what I did. He's not going to let that slide by. He's going to judge me for what I did, what how I acted, how I thought. He's going to judge you by his word. Take, take uh, heed to the word of God. Focus on Christ. Take earnest heed or pay close attention to the things that we have heard and what we have heard. You know, we learn about a lot in the Bible, the scriptures uh, uh, from Sunday school. I mean, it's so important in Sunday school. I mean, you, you can learn so much. And uh, we need to take heed to this. We need to keep keep on keeping on. I mean, there's there's times I, 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 I'm, I sometimes I just say I'm lazy. You know, and you know I say, hey, you know, you're slacking. You know, I'm. You know, it it, it happens. A lot of times, I I'll get. I'm just telling myself tonight. I mean, I'm just telling you how it is. But sometimes I'm lazy. But God lets me know though, because I'm be miserable. And and sometimes I don't want to read. And I'll get up early in the morning to read. And God showed me something. It's like, man, it's a great day. You know how God works. In mysterious ways. Take heed to learn. Uh, the gospel. You know, they want to change the gospel. It's over in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Familiar portion of scripture. He said, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, which I preach unto you, which also you have received, and wherein you stand, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preach. Unto you, unless you have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried for... and." He, that he wrote, he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. You know, um, over our text back in Hebrews chapter two, why we neglect uh, a salvation? How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? You know, the gospel is always going to be there. The gospel is not going to change. You have these churches that will they want to change the gospel because they want to draw people in. That's all they're interested in. Like how many people we can get in our church? How many people all we gotta do is just give them a little bit of the word, but we're gonna bring all this music in, we're gonna bring all this other secular stuff in to draw them in and, and they'll like that better than they would the gospel because a lot of times when you start preaching the gospel, nobody don't want to hear the truth. 
They don't want to hear about uh, Christ. You know, there's like I say, uh, the guys I work with, and I, I'll ask them. I, I probably every other day I ask different ones, you know, and, I, and they know what I'm going to ask because usually I say, hey, i got a question for you. Oh, yeah, I guess you, uh, do, I, do I know Christ? I know how you, yes, I know Christ. And I said, how do you know Christ? It's well, you talk about that gospel all the time. You know, I don't want to hear that gospel. I, I don't care about the gospel. You know, I got time. I got plenty of times on hand, but you don't. You don't even know when you're going to die. Time is running out. You know, people think they got all kinds of time. There's a guy that just turned 21. He said, I got all kinds of time. And I preached to him the gospel. I don't know how much. I mean, he, he'll sit there and listen. And you, until now, here lately, it's like you're getting on my nerves. You know, I said, one day you'll thank me. And I said, if you die and go to hell, don't don't blame me. Don't blame God because you reject Christ. You're going to burn eternity. I said, and he said, well, you're trying to scare me. I said, no, I'm not. I'll just tell you the truth. The gospel is important. And that's why we need to focus on to the, this. Uh, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? Because there's no salvation over in the book of Acts. The book of Acts chapter 4. The book of Acts chapter 4. And verse 12. Which is what on another lesson I did. Uh, Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And there's only one salvation. And that salvation is through Jesus Christ. He is the light. He is life eternal. And He is a merciful God. Neither is there a salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And it's the precious promises of God. Now, back in our text, I know I'm kind of flipping back and forth. So at least any time we should let them slip. You know, the word slipped is used for something that's slipped out of your mind. Or a lot of times, uh, you know, my wife will tell me, said, why didn't you get this? Or why didn't you pick this up? I go, I don't remember. I don't, I guess it must have slipped. I, I didn't think of it. And she said, well, I told you. And you don't know why you don't understand. I, and I said, well, I guess... Uh, I guess the all-timers must be kicking in early. But she said, no, you got selective hearing. You just hear what you want to hear, and that's usually what it is. But anyway, that's another, that's another story. But, but <clears throat> a lot of times we, you know, have, have you ever got someone's attention and forgot about what you're going to say? I've done that a lot. There's a lot of times I walk to a person, and I know them well. I can't even think their name. And I just like... He said, what? And I, I just, and I there couldn't even think of their name or what I was going to say. I get myself all messed up in that. But you know, uh, that's why I'm trying to, trying to point out here uh, that we shouldn't neglect so great a salvation. Um, getting into the Word of God, to focus on the Word of God. And you, and you look, what are the things that keep you from God's Word? 
What are some of the things that keeps you from God's Word in your life? You ask yourself that question. What in, my li- what in my life is keeping me from the Word of God? You know, a lot of times when I'm at work, and this is how bad it is, these right here, every time when we have break, this is all you do, see people doing like this. Never even look up. It's like grandkids, they come and visit. They all got their little spots they sit in the house. And they're that, or they're playing on their video games. I mean, they're focused on that. I ain't saying it's wrong. Ain't nothing wrong having fun. But when it takes up all your time, and you ain't got time for the Lord, you got problems. I think you got a heart issue, or you need to examine yourself. Uh, you're saying, well, you're so perfect. No, I'm not. I catch myself doing the same thing. I think Facebook's probably the most famous thing at work, because that's all they say. You see this on Facebook? You see this on Facebook? If it takes up all your time, and you can't give 10% to the Lord, I, th- I think you got some kind of issue going on. Uh, and I think, you know, here the other day I was thinking, you know, you know, well, tithes, I tithe 10%. But how much do you give to the Lord? I mean, do you actually give Him 10%? Do you, do you like to sing? Do you like, do you use the, uh, the gifts that God give you? I mean, have we ever done that? Have we ever, you know, I'm not a singer, but I like to sing. I like to sing. I don't have a voice for it, but I try my best. And uh, But I'm not here to satisfy you all. I'm here to uplift the Lord. A lot of people say, you know, you're crazy. You know, even people at work say, you sing? I said, yeah. They'll, they'll hear me sing at work. And they go, well, that old crazy guy, you know, he's that's all he's saying. That's all he talks about. He's always got Christ on his brain. It's like, you know, you they call me a Jesus freak and all that stuff. And that's fine. It'll bother me. Maybe I'm thinking, hey, maybe they see something. You know, let your lights will shine before them, you know. Wherever you are, somebody is watching. They, even the, even my grandkids, I, I keep thinking about them. And I thought, you know, I try to live it in front of them. And I think I keep thinking, my, they're not, they, they ain't paying attention. And every once in a while, they'll come out and they're like, oh, have you read today? I noticed you haven't been reading today. I mean, like if they stay all night or whatever, and I went, yeah, you're right. I I didn't get. I forgot to read. I should have. I usually read a certain time. You know, and they'll bring that out. You know, they catch me off guard. That's why we need to focus on the uh, keep focus on the Word of God. Um, I think I missed the spot here. Um, Focus on the Word of God. Got my notes all messed up here. Do we give time to to God? Let's turn over to Psalms 51. Psalms 51, verse 12. Psalms 51, verse 12. He restore restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. Restore unto me thy <clears throat> restore unto me the joy of thy salvation 
Have you lost the joy in your salvation? Do we neglect the salvation of God? I mean, we're saved, and we should be. It's just like, well, I'm saved, you know. Uh, yes, I got salvation. You know, I know I have eternal life. You know, and you come come to church, and uh, is it a routine thing? Uh, do you focus on what God's got to say? Uh, or have you lost your joy? Or do you, as soon as you leave church, you go home, well, we sit on the couch, I'll just sit in there, we'll, we'll just watch TV, like, and then you don't even think of nothing about what you've learned on the Lord's Day. Have we focused on God? Have you lost your joy? Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. The joy. You know, it's like that Bible uh, song. I got the joy, joy, joy down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. Have the uh, love of Jesus, love of Jesus down in my heart. You know, a lot of people, I believe, is going to miss heaven by 18 inches because they, they just got it in the head. And there's a gentleman I've been talking to, and I'm praying God will save him or, and, and the material I gave him because he asked a lot of questions. But... <clears throat> There's days I ask him, I said, uh, are you saved today? Yeah, I know Christ. I know him. And, and, and his life don't even show it. And you're saying, well, you're judging. No, I mean, God says you know him by the fruits. And uh, he he just, uh, I'm praying God will save him. Because I, I gave him a lot of stuff. We talk, we talk a lot after work. And uh, he asked a lot of questions. And... Uh, only God can save him. There's not. I have no saving power, and and thankful for that. And it's all of God. Give more earnest heed the warning. You know, it's it's not time for slacking off. You know, we're living in times. I believe we're living in the last days. I mean, so much is going on in this world today. You know, uh, it, it's just a. There's a lot of signs out there. I believe the Lord's coming back. I don't know if He's coming back. He might come back right after this service. He might come back tonight. It might be tomorrow. Don't know. But we need to keep focusing on the Word of God. We need to keep on keeping on. And it's not a time for slacking off. It's not a time for easing off. Uh, at least at any time that you know we we let them drift away. You know, and I I think about it. And there's a study I'm doing on uh, drifting away. You know, you ever get on a float and just be in a pool or, or floating down a, in a lake or something, and you just close your eyes for a while, and all of a sudden you're in an area you don't even know where you're at. You know, it just float. You might have went down a mile, and who knows? And but that's what you know will happen if you don't keep your eyes on the Lord. You start to lose focus on what you what God has you to do. You start losing focus on what your job is. You know, you start losing focus on uh, the things of the church and, uh, and you know, and uh, it's just a sad thing. You know, and, and I understand we, we get sick and we're tired and, and this old body is our enemy. I mean, there's no doubt about it. The body is our enemy. 
least at any time we, we should uh, let them drift away, but suddenly that's what uh, Satan works because he knows our weaknesses. Satan knows our weaknesses, and he is going to do his best to bring you down to his level. He wants to keep you off out of the Word of God. He wants to mess you up. He wants to destroy everything that you have, that his God has shown you. And that's why we got to focus on Christ. We need to keep our eyes on him and, and, and keep running towards that prize. Uh, but the devil, his best, he, he is at his best of uh, trying to destroy. And he wants to destroy the church. He wants to destroy families. He's just already destroying schools. And you just look around. I mean, it's just so much destruction. And you say, well, why don't, God, why don't God deal with it? God's in full control of all that. I can't question him on that. He's in full control. So what does it mean to, to neglect salvation? It's refusing. You know, if we neglect so great a salvation, actually, we're just being disobedient. I'm just talking to the saved. We're just being disobedient. You know, not studying. You know, I'm not a uh, a great studier, I guess you may say. Uh, I don't know if that's a word, but... Uh, but I, I have dedicated more time. I have made an effort to focus more in the Word of God than I have last year. You say, well, wow, you haven't. I said, no, I am trying to focus more. Today is the only day I, I, I worry, you know, I think about, you know, today is the day of salvation. You know, uh, I need to focus more in the Word of God. I try to do more. I try to pray more. I pray for each and every one of you all, you know, and... We need to pray for one another. We need to be there for each other. You know, if we're sick, if we're not feeling well, or things going on in our life that we don't know about, you know, and you can tell. Some people look at me and say, what's wrong with you? Especially when I'm at work, everybody thinks I'm mad. I don't know why. They say, I got to look like I'm upset. I'm like, no, I'm about as happy as I can be, you know. I don't like being at work, but... But everybody thinks I'm mad, but I'm not mad. I mean, I'm really not. I just have that look, I guess, you know, but... Uh, but we need to uplift one another. Those that are not here tonight, we need to let them know, hey, we're praying for you. And I'm speaking to myself. Because there's a lot of times I, I I forget, it might be two days later, I thought, I think uh, Sister Milan, I, I, I know they wasn't here Wednesday night, they wasn't feeling good. And it was two days later, I should have sent them a text that night. That's my fault, and I'm sorry, Sister. But God is in full control and he knows our heart. Restore to me the joy of our salvation. Focus on God. I'm coming to a close. The last point here I have is fixing our eyes on Jesus. Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. And we're probably going to close with this scripture. Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. Beginning with verse 1. 
Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. What weight, what weight are you carrying that is causing you to serve, keeping you from serving the Lord? I'm just asking questions. I ask myself these questions. What is the weight? What are the weights that are keeping you from uh, serving the Lord? Is it family? Do you have family? I, I got, I got some family members that it, you know they, they get upset. They say, "Oh well, we're having this little uh, get together. We need you here on uh, Sunday Sunday morning or sometimes or maybe a Wednesday night or whatever." I said, "Well, I can't go because uh, I belong in the house of the Lord." They go. Well, I guess I guess family's not important. No, God is important. He's my number one. You're second, and and they don't understand that, and and they're lost. Uh, some family members I have, they're lost, and they don't understand. But I I try to preach the gospel to them every opportunity I get. But God says here, wherefore we're seeing, <clears throat> we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus. You think about Peter. You know, when they were out in that boat, and they see Jesus coming, walking on the water, and Peter's like, hey, can I, I'm going to come to you. You know, he was focusing on Christ. He was walking on the water. And then as soon as he took his eyes off the Lord, what did he do? Begin to sink. And that's what happened to us. If we don't keep our eyes on the Lord, we're going to sink. We're going to get in trouble. And if you're one of his, he's going to bring you back into that fold. He's going to bring you back where you need to be. That's what he did for me. Because I was out of the will of the Lord. And he brought me back and set me up on a solid rock. I neglected that salvation. I couldn't escape it. If I wasn't one of his, he, you know, it wouldn't. I was still. I wouldn't be here. But it bothered me. There's times I drove by this church building, knowing the service is going on. I just kept on going. I'm like, why did I come this way? I don't know. I guess I felt guilty. I guess, you know, there's things that God uses, you know, to get your attention. He used people, places, things, and circumstances, and that's what He did to me. He brought me back into the fold, and he brought me and put me back on that solid rock. But that's why we need to focus on Jesus Christ. Focus on Christ. How shall we escape the neglect so this great salvation that was given to us, another than, other than Jesus Christ, the Son of God? Judgment. You know, this world has nothing. This world has nothing to offer. You know, God's going to pass, you know, judgment. Uh, the just punishment for our sins. Uh, what is the ju- uh, just punishment? Eternal, sal- uh, eternal separation from God 
in a, in a place that the Gehenna has been mentioned many times. Turn over to 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 9. This will be our... We'll close with this. I know I said we'll close with the other one, but this came to mind. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 9. Who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His power? Talking to those that you know don't know Christ, there is going to be a separation. When they die without the Lord, they're going to burn eternity. A lot of people I work with, they think, "Oh, we'll just have a big party, you know. We do our thing, y'all do your thing." That ain't going to happen. God's word says it. It's not going to happen. Punishment, and that's why Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ, if we believe that Jesus Christ died for you and buried for you and rose again according to the scriptures, as it says there in 1 Corinthians, and you believe that Jesus Christ saved you, if you believe and you repent of your sins, He'll save you if you want to be saved. But Jesus Christ is Lord. We'll be dismissing the service. Dear Heavenly Father,